0: Some to Quadcast. Before we get into the actual episode, we have a quick interview with uh, four-star linebacker Devin Jackson. Enjoy. It's good, bro? What's, what's up, Evan? bro? Good? Good, bro? I'm right. much, bro. I'm chilling right now. Let's Get it. All right. Welcome to Quadcast, man. Uh, really excited to have you on. I'm here with my co-host, Mikey, right now. We've what's got another med- yeah. interview with an athlete. Um, yes, sir. Really excited to have you on. And, uh, yeah, Mike, you got anything to say? Uh, uh, if you don't want to answer any questions, man, just say next question or something like that, and uh, you don't have to answer anything that you don't want to answer, you know? All right, I got you. Yes, yeah, sir. You uh, I bet. You ready? you ready, Dev? oh yeah. Basically, just, yeah, just going to be a lot of questions, and, uh, yeah. All right, you want to start it off, just introduce yourself? Uh, my name's Devin Jackson.
1: Um, obviously, I'm be going to Oregon. Uh, I go to Oregon in like March, so I'll be there, and you know, not not too long.
0: Then um, yeah, that's where I am. All right, Pat. Uh, first question we got is, why did you pick the University of Oregon? Mm. It had
1: everything I needed in the school. Personally, um, like football, I was gonna take care of itself no matter where I went. Um, obviously, I had good options to play football in other places, but um that doesn't – I mean, it affects the process, but not really because football is going to end one day, you feel me? And you got to find what you want to do outside of football, and I feel like Oregon was going to uh, help me the most with that. Gotcha. Um as a from like a branding standpoint, like Oregon is, is just one of those schools, it's like a class
0: of its own, you know what I'm saying? that's why I picked Oregon. Exactly. For real, man. How how was that um official visit? Right? You went on a visit, right? Yeah. How was that? It was
1: it was chill vibes. Um obviously I haven't met the new culture staff. I haven't even talked to the new culture staff yet, but Oh my god. Yeah, got,
0: mean, not so, even
1: no. Damn.
0: Yeah. No, I've talked twice, That's it. Yeah, I
1: said. Yeah, to to go to
0: along yeah. Yeah, to go along with that. Um new coaching staff, I think you and maybe a couple other guys, you're the only one to really um, you know, stay back. You didn't uh you didn't decommit or anything. Why why'd you do that? So didn't need to. Um it didn't,
1: like I said before, it doesn't matter who's coaching me. Football is going to take care of itself. It's Oregon. It's not like he's going to bring some bomb and then we're going to just go downhill. Like, it's, it's Oregon, bro. Yeah, so, yeah. like like I said, so they brought in, you know, just a, a defensive guy. And I feel like that's part of, you know, trusting the process. And a lot of guys didn't. As a defensive player, I mean, I couldn't ask for nothing more, you know, nothing more I could have decommitted and you know, look somewhere else and went somewhere else, but then look what I would have missed, you know what I'm saying? So that's why I mean I stayed and like I said, Oregon would give me the best opportunity for outside of football. So why would I go somewhere else just because the coach
0: leaves? Exactly. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Um would you say- you-, that's you go ahead, Mikey? Would you say that? Oh, he left. I was just gonna ask him if Oregon was ever a dream school for him so he's been saying like all this good yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah that's actually a W question. But um <laughs> he left so I, no I think I think he lagged out or some shit. Okay. He's seen still. Yeah. All the way to go to Devin. Is it Devin or Devon? Dev oh I don't even know.
1: Bro, I don't know oh, what no. just happened. I, it's all good. <laughs> I don't it's all know good, what man. just happened because my phone turned off and I still was hearing y'all, but y'all couldn't hear me. So I was like, what the fuck? What just happened? That shit happened to me all
0: the time. I'm like, what? I was just going to ask Thanks you. Um, Was Oregon ever like a dream school for you, like growing up? Or uh, did you have like a different dream school? Nah, no,
1: my dream school was LSU. But I will say, my mom's wanted me to go to Oregon. It wasn't like a pressure type thing. She didn't, I mean, she didn't really care where I went, just make sure I had good education. But like when I was in like sixth or seventh grade, it was either Clemson or Oregon, which is two schools she would just be like, it would have been cool for me to go to. Um, and then we yeah. all just kind of like forgot about that. And then we just like, one day we just sat down and thought about that. It was like, yo, did mom, did you say this is one school? She was like,
0: yeah,
2: yeah, I
1: did. Yeah. So, but my school, my dream school was LSU, though.
0: Ah, okay. I bet, um, Devin. I think you, you just recently played in the All American game. How was that? Uh it
1: was it was okay. Like, I didn't really know nobody. So, like for me, if you ask like other guys, they might have loved it because they knew you know down to everybody. But you know, I, I I don't know. It it was okay. It was a lot of talent. Um, a lot of people, you know, who going to big places and. I probably see a lot of those guys down the line. Uh, the other line – one of the other linebackers that was, you know, on my team, on the West team, he's going to Utah. I told him, I'll see him in that Pac-12 oh. championship again. I told oh, him, we're yeah. going we're gonna, to we're gonna get our leg back. And he just started laughing. It was
0: it was, it was fun talking about that. Oh, yeah. Love That's to that, see you, man. man. Um, I think, you know, college football championship yesterday, Dan Lennon, Georgia holding uh, Alabama to, what, 18 points, I think. So, uh, you watch you watch that game? Uh, of course I did. Who didn't watch that game? You know what I'm <laughs> exactly. Uh,
1: um it was awesome How'd to you... see. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say it's awesome it was awesome to see. Uh it's, I mean it's very hard to beat a, the same team twice, you know, unless you Utah. But anyways, we <laughs> it's,
2: it's very it's very,
1: it's very hard to beat a team twice um in the same year unless it's something like that. But um Obviously, they didn't let that phase them, and they did what they had to do and George is now that's the chance and uh, I'm probably gonna call coach Laning uh, later this week. Um, like I said, I don't get there till March, so for me right now it's just like supposed to be my chill time quote unquote, but I'm it's also for me to like i don't know for me to just get stronger faster, and all that like on my own before I get to campus and I'm just gonna call him for like a workout plan or whatnot and See to see what the guys is doing at Oregon, and uh, hopefully get the playbook. You know when he gets it and whatnot. But I think I think Georgia ran a four three defense, if I'm not mistaken. Mike, so. can that?
0: Uh, yeah, so. like that? Uh, I would say something like that. Uh, maybe like a four two with their linebackers. Their yeah, linebackers I was like, football.
1: it was. I saw two linebackers, but uh, I don't know. I'll will figure it out once he you know you'll, you'll, he comes over. You'll here. have success. Right.
0: Landing's a wizard with that defense, man. He'll scheme you up no matter what. Yeah, are you good at are you good at rushing the passer or are you
3: better yeah. at
1: coverage? You'd say. I, I rushed the passer like eighty uh, percent of the time in high school, but oh, it's wow. like so... it's, cra- it's crazy. But it's like I'm fast enough to cover a lot of receivers and you know almost all, oh, all tight ends. It. So it's like. I, I'm a, personally, if you ask me what position I play, I play defense, you know what I'm saying? But <laughs> preferably, preferably after playing in the All-American Bowl, I, I do want to play Will, the Will linebacker position, especially linebacker, if it, it's, especially if it's like a 4-3. Yeah. Um, like, I don't necessarily want to be the Mike necessarily, but like I said, I want to be the Will, but also it's like wherever he puts me
0: first, so. Yeah, yeah. team player, man. i love to see it.
1: Uh, I got one more question for you. How
0: do you think we'll be learning under uh, Justin Flow and Noah Soul? How will that like affect your game? Do you think?
1: Yeah. Um, you those guys? I mean, it, it'd be cool to like pick up like instinct part of the yeah. game, but I can't necessarily model my game after them because we're different type players. Um, that, yeah. Like Flow is not well. Noah is a heavier type dude. Like I'm too. I'm close to the two ten mark, but I remember uh, Cody Wilson told me he came to campus at like two seventy or some some crazy like that. Like Holy we're not. Shit. It's like it's like we're not. I don't know if that's true or not. So don't call me on that. But it's like he's way. He's like a heavy hitter. You say you know what I'm saying, and I'm yeah. someone who's six two two ten, but I run a four four, you know, ten five. So it's like you got that speed, yeah. and, and I'm a and I'm a lengthier, you know, building him. So like I compare myself to like more like a Isaiah Simmons type type shit. You know what I'm saying? On the Cardinals? So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's like so it's like it's we're two different type of players, you know. But one thing that all linebackers have in common is like how fast you can read the play and your instincts and all that so that's the one thing I want to pick up from you either know or flow but necessary play like them uh, it's like we're not the same body type so it's like I can't even if I wanted to
0: that's yeah, thank you man um I was gonna ask you playing high school football in Nebraska how is that Are, like kids over there like really shitty or what
1: uh is it like a calorie or none no absolutely not but I mean, there's, there's, it's always the same couple teams that are good every year. Uh, my team was one of them. Uh, there would be like a handful of the same five to six teams that go to the playoffs, and like everyone knows in my state knows like who the six, like five six teams are, and that's really how it is. But and yeah, yeah. the competition was kind of, it, it was iffy. Um, I, I didn't really – I personally, I was ready like, to, go to college my senior year, which is, like, whatever. Like,
0: yeah. Yeah, gotcha. All right, now we're uh, headed into the fan questions. So um, let's go. Let's go. All right. Um, Right now, are you currently talking to any of the track and field coaches right now?
1: I haven't even seen – I didn't even get to see the facility while I was there because I ran out of time. But the answer to answer the question, no, I haven't talked to any of the track coaches yet. I haven't even talked to the new staff yet, like I said before. So,
0: no, That's crazy. Well, once you talk to that new staff and see the track facilities, you're going to love it. It is fucking insane. That's insane. insane. Um, I know that you said uh, that LSU was your favorite college growing up, but did you watch any of William football? And if so, who was your favorite uh, Duck player to watch growing up? i don't I don't have
1: one of those i didn't I didn't really watch uh Oregon growing up i honestly I didn't start playing football until I was ten and then I didn't really watch like really start watching football for real for real until about middle school so all
0: right um do you have any advice you'd give for other high school kids trying to go do one uh a lot of coaches
1: that told me that they liked uh, that stood out on my sophomore film is that I had special teams a lot. Like, I think a third of my uh, sophomore year tape was special teams. I remember my very first play was a kickoff, and then I like, knocked the dude helmet off or something crazy like that. Um, so, I mean, do what you got to do. Be a team player. And if you show your effort, uh, coach is going to see that. Uh, because, I mean, that's – because everyone needs a team player. Um, and that's why that's what I would say. That's what helped me get my offers.
0: Yeah. And uh, to go on with that, um, is there any advice you wish you knew in the recruiting game before, um, like back then?
1: Um, No, I think I handled it pretty well because uh, my dad was a football player and been through all this. Um and my dad was a thirty-second place player in the country when he was getting recruited. So he already like I already from both my parents that already went to college and kinda went through this in some way, shape, or form, I already knew what to expect from you know, some certain coaches and certain programs and like I, gotcha. I, I feel like I was cool. Gotcha.
0: Um, um all right. This one who's your favorite linebacker of all time? Uh probably LT, Lawrence Taylor, Uh,
1: because, I mean, he's arguably the best linebacker. In some people's opinion, best linebacker of all time. So, I guess back back to the instinct part, like, that's, you know, something I'm trying
0: to get, like, um,
1: yeah, probably LT.
0: Gotcha. Um, I know you kind of already answered this before, but uh, is there any NFL player that you model your game after? Yeah,
1: Isaiah Simmons for sure,
0: and then someone that is like he's
1: also a different type build for me. Um, Michael Parsons been going crazy all year, and his his big thing was his instincts as well, and just he out just outworks people and outplays people. So uh, Isaiah Simmons and then Michael Parsons too. Yeah, got you.
0: Um, I think that's about it, man. You got anything else you want to say? No, nah, sir. Yeah, you, you you guys ask some questions, I'll just answer them. Yeah, well, I think that's I think that's up for today. All right. Thanks for coming on, bro. I appreciate you. All right, no problem. All right. All right. Have a good one. Beautiful. Let's get it. <laughs> welcome, welcome back to the seventh episode of the Quackcast. I'm your host V and I'm here with my two new co hosts to the podcast. I got Jack and Alec. You wanna say what's up, boys? What up? What's up? And, uh, yeah, we're back on the seventh episode of the podcast. Got a lot of stuff to talk about. As you guys know, we didn't do an episode last week, so got a lot to catch up on. Got lots of football, basketball, lots of news. And, um, yeah, Jack and Alec are here today. I think they're going to be a new two guys for the podcast permanently. And, um, yeah, you guys ready? Yeah, let's get. Yeah, it. let's go. All right, let's get it. Um, yeah, basically, like I said last episode, last week we didn't have an episode, so we got lots of stuff to catch up on, and yeah, let's get started off with the Washington defensive tackle transfer, Sam Taimani. I did not see this coming. What about you guys? I did not either. I'm
3: gonna I'm gonna be honest here. I uh, I really didn't see him. I I was
2: in shock when we landed him. I mean, he's been good at Washington his whole career. He's not really – he doesn't even have a sack in his career, but this guy's a run stopper. He had 43 total tackles last year, two plunt affections. We could have – guys like that with energy would be huge for our team next year. I think he had 24 assist tackles.
3: I mean, it it was a big win, given the fact that we lost Jason Jones to Auburn. So
0: he comes in he
3: can replace what Jones was doing.
0: True. Yeah. I mean this guy's six two three hundred and thirty pounds. This guy's a beast. Um like you said, without Jason Jones, we need someone to fill in that spot and hopefully he can do that. Four seasons hopefully. with Washington, he had uh seventy one tackles, one and a half tackles for the loss, and then two pass deflections. It's not bad. And uh yeah, okay. You guys got anything else to add on that? Uh not on him. Yeah. no no okay um actually to go along with jason jones going to auburn we just had dj james former cornerback just commit to auburn today we just heard about that like what an hour ago an hour ago um but that i gotta say i'm kind
3: of surprised he went there and not um Miami with Cristobal, because if I'm not mistaken, uh, he was at Alabama until Cristobal came over and then um, now he, he ended up with us.
2: Yeah, you're right. He, he was think...
3: linked to Alabama in some way. I don't remember exactly
0: how. That's where he grew up. That's yeah, where he he's grew up. That's where he he grew up. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
2: When he left, I honestly thought he was going to go to Alabama trying wanting to win a national championship. He has a fire about his game where he wants to win like after that pick six he had in against UCLA, he was so hyped you could tell he was posting it on the gram. But it's going to be a tough loss. I thought he was going to go to yeah. Ole Miss too. He visited Ole be, Miss. It will be. a tough loss. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, he was he was really good. And we losing uh, McHale. I, I didn't think Mikhail was actually going to declare for the yeah. draft, but
3: that's kind of a suppressed one.
0: And Veron McKinley yeah. declared for the draft, so yeah, our secondary is, pretty is exactly. Pretty depleted. Exactly. But
3: but uh, I mean how, there's plenty of talent in the transfer portal that we can replace guys like that with.
2: The transfer portal is crazy. And yeah, we got one of those really guys is. in Christian Gonzalez, the Colorado safety.
0: Facts. This They're... guy's a
2: 200 pounder. He's been great for his career at Colorado so far. He's been a menace for us to deal with. And it's a good pickup for Oregon, honestly, with everything that happened with our defensive backs in the last couple of days.
0: Exactly, yeah. he's. We got him and uh, we got the Colorado defensive max coach. So, yeah, that's, that's a nice pickup. Yeah, and
3: coming along with the Colorado corner coach, we also have his son, who, if I'm not mistaken, is a top 110 recruit. Uh,
0: let's confirm that. Let me see. I'm looking this up right now. Yeah, he's 87. He's 87 on composite. So he is a very. So slow yeah. Player. But I'm um, also with that DJ James. I remember he went to Miami and he posted on his Instagram. Crystal Ball had him at the Ritz-Carlton. That's crazy. All for a visit. That's insane. Yeah.
2: Crystal Ball's got the bread. Just signed
0: a huge deal. But Miami, they also, they have those, uh, they got those allegations, right? Mm -hmm. The teachers
2: went on strike because they were mad about how much money. Yeah. They were mad about how much money Miami used to get Crystal Ball. 80 million because they had to buy him out from Oregon and then give him the new deal
0: do yeah. yeah and actually to go along with that i would um nil thing i think it's called division street we just got um we're going through some uh an investigation right now from the ncaa oh, really? really i didn't yeah um so we have the, we have that nil thing the division yeah. street and uh do you guys remember that Airbnb? you know we yeah. had uh Noah soul with that thing yeah Yeah. That's like
2: rotating players to build that house for people.
0: Yeah. So that was all through the uh, division street, which I think Sabrina Inescu is like the head Um, chief in that or something. I know she's
3: involved.
0: Yeah. 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 She's involved in that. What her specific role is, I'm not sure. Yeah. And so we did that. And now, um, now the NCAA NCAAs started an investigation. So, um, I think, you know, with Phil and I and all them, they, they know what they're doing. So I don't think they're violating in any way. Yeah. But um, I found that kind of crazy. Um, but, yeah.
2: Back, back to Christian Gonzalez before we move on. This guy, he's a run-stopping corner. He's had 53 tackles last season. And he's a big-body, two-way standout in high school. And he has a lot of versatility to himself.
0: Yeah, um, looking at stats right now, he was all confidence honorable mention. He played a team high of 811 snaps. Jeez, finishing that's the season good. with 53 yeah. tackles, five and, a, and five and a half tackles for the loss. You know, as far as he
3: goes, I you know he's he's going to be one of those guys that's an immediate impact. You know, we lost. A freshman right, too. We lost DJ James. Is he only? Is he only...
0: Oh no, he was he was a freshman. He'll be a sophomore now. So we have him for two, two. We years, have him two minimum. Yeah,
2: he can go to the draft after this year though because he's he, played, yeah. he played two years at Colorado.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's true. He was, he was a, a second-year freshman. Yes. Yeah. Year. Mm-hmm. Okay. yeah. But um, yeah. Uh, PFF rated him uh, seventy-one point one, which was the fourteenth best among all the Pac-12 corners. So,
2: the Pac-12 deep defensive backs were
0: pretty deep this year. There was a lot yeah, of good ones. Yes, yeah, fast.
2: To be an honorable um, mention, that's a big deal. Yeah. Especially as at his age.
0: Facts. Um also with football, we have we have that Kayvon Thibodeau situation.
2: Oh my god.
0: Um as I think everyone must have saw Kayvon was I think it was with Fox, right? With um hmm,
2: who was it? Yeah. It was during the national championship, I yeah. think. Yeah.
0: Yes, it was. And um, he, man, came on, was talking about Alabama. You want to go a little bit into that, Alex? Um, Yeah, hold up. I'm trying to remember exactly what he said. It was something along the lines of
3: Alabama, you're expected to win the national championship. And he was kind of – He said saying that basically saying your th- degree at Alabama wasn't as big of a deal and something all the they coast. get you to – to do is go there to play football they don't care yeah about exactly people. basically is what he was saying yeah. to
2: be literal he said there's a stigma there's a stigmatism around football players in quotes being dumb jocks and a stigma yes. about the education at yeah. alabama yeah that's exactly what it was yeah. and he's concerned about it which i kind of find kind of weird
0: no that's actually good i think he's, he's trying to change the narrative you know um. Yeah. I think we need more people like Kayvon, Honestly, just in college football in general.
3: Yeah.
0: Trying to, we need to change that narrative because, like, ah, man, Kay- Kayvon, Um, I'm not gonna lie, didn't have the best year in my
3: opinion. Um, I mean, you got to think he was also injured a good amount of the year and had double, triple teams on him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was That's playing little, hurt. Always yeah. he's his, always his ankle was never hundred percent. I can tell you that right now. That ankle was never hundred percent. I can I can agree to that, but um 'cause you saw the UCLA game, I think it was his second or third game back. He was when a he,
2: monster in the UCLA game. Yeah,
3: but you could tell, I mean, after some of those plays, that ankle was just
0: Yeah, but I think you can also say the same for Anthony Brown cause, uh that guy he's been injured. He, he was playing a lot, banged up, yeah. Something
3: wrong with his shoulder and his ankle. The entire. Yeah.
0: No, of course, no one. No one wants to give that that man credit, but uh, yeah, that's besides the point. I
3: mean,
0: um, okay. yeah. So, um, no, I forgot where I was going. Okay, um, but yeah, um, Cavon. I'm not gonna lie, didn't have. So being the projected number one pick, like the whole season, um, didn't didn't really have the greatest season, in my opinion. You want to talk yeah, about that, got- Jack?
2: Guys like Aiden Hutchinson and Will Anderson, these edge rushers, definitely outplayed Thibodeau. But like Alex said, the UCLA game, if you watch the entire highlights, even if he wasn't making the tackle, he was a problem every single play. He did make some big plays this year. He had that he got kicked out of the um thir- the Friday night game, but I or, think he
3: had a decent year. No, it wasn't a Friday night game. It was the game against Stanford. It was on that final drive where they needed a yeah. the touchdown to to take us into OT. But, but didn't he also him. get
2: kicked out of the game that we wore black jerseys? No.
3: He only got kicked out of one game, and it was the Stanford game. And then he had to sit out half the Cal game.
2: Oh, the Cal game. He had to sit out half of it. That's what it was. Yeah, because
3: of the targeting.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was in the, the Civil
3: War, right? Uh-uh. No, th- he, got the, he calling... got the targeting in um...
2: the Stanford game, right?
3: Yeah, in the Stanford game. Hmm. And then he had to set out half the uh... Cal game. Which wasn't a targeting, by the way. Yeah.
2: That game was Man. just officiated ridiculously. The Michael Wright pass yeah. interference as time that expired. Old, oh, that my. Was...
0: Don't that give me a with that. Yeah. That game gave me nightmares. Just the lefts was so bad that game. Like, and I. If we win that game, we go to the playoff. Oh no! Or no we'd, two, no,
3: we'd have two. No, we'd have Utah losses.
0: Yeah, but you know, I think with the,
3: losing to Utah, I think it was just a matter of Crystal Ball was checked out, and we and, got. And but,
2: we didn't just lose to Utah. We got throttled by them. Yeah, both. those but, Utah yeah.
0: losses showed us that if we even made the playoff, we would have gotten killed. We did not belong in the playoff. We did not belong but, in the top ten, in my opinion.
3: I I don't but, you, okay. I don't necessarily think we were a bad team. I I think down the stretch, right last couple of games. I think that's when uh Miami started whispering to crystal ball with all the money mm-hmm. and stuff. For and real. that yeah. And that's when he started to become checked out and he just he's like whatever I have my new job in 2 months, I mean. And then But like, I do believe that, uh, that if we
2: were if we were fully healthy, I do believe that we were definitely a playoff team this year.
0: Yeah, I could see that. I mean, um I I don't I would say no cuz of coaching.
3: Yeah, was way I, too I,
0: passive. You, we, uh, all we did was yeah. run the ball, and you can't just run the ball and win games. You, you know, have and have we, the have,
3: we do not have uh, a, an abundance of, in very talented pass catchers. I mean, Chris Hudson and them showed them. Well, yeah, down the stretch we mm-hmm. did once. Uh,
2: oh, but I, I, that was crazy. Yeah, that second how half and the all receivers game.
1: Leave
3: yeah. Two. But I mean, it, it showed that. Thornton and Franklin and then they're they're gonna be something to watch for in these next. They're gonna be great, especially
0: Chris Hudson. He's gonna be great. Sleepy. I mean, that guy's a sleeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, yeah, Kayvon, I guess I guess the talent's always been kind of there. We've always seen the potential, but for me, it's more Kayvon as a teammate. Because um, I mean, we saw this guy. He was selling his jersey for like what seven thousand dollars. Right, seven hundred. Oh, he was 700? like he didn't
2: want anything lower than seven hundred. I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, he's just uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I I'm not shocked by him selling
3: him for that much. I gotta say, you know, he's projected to be a top five pick.
2: Or and he always had been.
0: Yeah.
3: Since that freshman year.
0: I've I've I don't know. I played some stuff that he's like a little cocky and um, you know, kind of like. Um, I've heard some stuff, stuff like too, that. but it's
2: like coming up as the number one prospect. He's always been the best player at his position. You kind of have to be cocky if you want to get yeah. to where you want to be.
0: Yeah. No, I'm a firm believer in um, I, like you have to have some sort of ego, like um, like confidence exactly. to be, especially as an athlete. Like you need that.
2: But I did see on the field this year that his teammates loved him, and he got along with his teammates, which which
3: matters. You know, something I saw during Uh, that big Ohio State win we had, you know, he was on the sidelines with Twinson and them while the offense was out there, and he was talking to them.
2: He knew what was on the
0: line. I I was always kind of questioning himself as a person and and as a teammate, but I think that that press conference, uh, that interview thing he had in the championship game, it really showed like how um how smart he is. Yeah, and I mean he is a very smart guy. Like he really showed super his true smart, sense. and he's maybe like the selling of Josie for seven hundred dollars. Um, maybe like um, obviously he, I don't think he's trying to rip us off, but I think he just knows like he's gonna be a number one pick. You know, so he's gonna be a t- he's a top five
3: guaranteed. I mean, whether yeah. that's pick one or pick five, I mean.
0: He'll
2: definitely be in the top
0: five. He just he's he's really smart, so um, yeah.
2: That's also good too. He's really smart. NFL teams want to look at that too. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, we also have Sean Dallas. He what do what do you do? Enter it. Oh, uh, so basically,
3: um, if I, it was Monday, I'm pretty sure it was either it was sometimes this week, but um, so he entered himself into the portal. And then I believe it was an hour later, he took himself out of the portal. And then the next morning, he entered back into the portal. And then Lanning had to sit down with him, I guess. And he's back. Hmm.
2: What was going on
3: with him? I'm not sure. I don't think he even knows.
2: Yeah. It's good that Lanning is talking to these guys. Like The same situation happened a week prior with Seven McGee. And Lanning's actually talking to these guys, yeah. letting them know, I guess, that they're gonna have a job in our offense next year.
3: Yeah, and I don't think time. Time. I don't think it's even just Lanning. It's Don Johnson is in there too. He's very definitely he All been those there, guys except, love Don. Johnson. Yeah, he's. I mean, yeah. he's what the director of recruiting and player personnel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Something great. like that.
0: Yeah. But yeah, Sean Dollars. Entering the transfer portal and coming back. Oh uh, um, speaking of the
3: transfer portal, I mean, as everyone probably knows, Die entered the portal. Actually, yeah, yeah, wait,
0: wait. Before wait, before we get into that, um, I wanna say that I I've said this on my my account many times. I think we're getting Jordan James from Georgia. I think it's almost like a hundred percent that we get him in my opinion. Yeah. I really think we'll get him. And I also really think we'll get CJ Rudell back. Um obviously the dying cool. and I'm shaking all on
3: Verdell about how will he be back to what he was i mean you got to think it was what what was his injury it was something with his leg wasn't it it was something yeah something with was his it leg. was
0: it know. his leg or was it his knee i know oh i don't know i don't all that they Stanford said was injury? leg i
3: mean that could be anywhere on your leg yeah
0: like, what was cj's mm-hmm. injury you know jack
3: i think it was
2: leg um,
0: yeah some, something on was like i don't know but um with Yeah, um, anyway, with Jordan Dye James,
2: leaving. what, Go what I'm going to say on Jordan James is this guy is literally the definition of an Oregon running back, compact, built low to the ground, excellent lower body strength, and runs downhill. Who are guys who have been like that? Michael James, C.J. Verdell, Ken John Barner. Jordan James would be able to fit good in the Oregon offense, Royce Freeman, and also because of... Jordan James potentially coming because of C.J. Verdell potentially staying because of Byron Cardwell, how ridiculous he was last year. I, knew I that. think that we're going to be moving 7 <laughs> McGee to wide receiver, kind of like what we did with Byron Marshall back in 2014, which ended up working out big time for us.
3: Where He he kind of played everywhere. I mean, he was playing mm-hmm. receiver, running
2: back. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what Van Lanning was telling him. He was like, listen, you know that we have a big, great running back room, but you were playing wide receiver in the Pac-12 championship. You definitely can be a great slot receiver.
0: Yeah. Um, in the future, I want to see Seven McGee actually as a running back, not yeah. as a wide receiver. But I, just, I, I, mean, I can understand definitely from now. We have
2: such a deep running back room. and Exactly. Like, I, I remember back in 2013 when Byron Marshall came on the scene, he was a great running back. But before the 2014 season – um, Helford shot him down. And he was like, Look, our running back room is too deep this year. You're going to move to receiver. And he was like our second best receiver that year, yeah. Marshall. And I mean,
3: yeah. I mean, the running back room could potentially just get even more stacked. I mean, we had one or two five stars in the 23 class on campus this week. I know we had one.
0: Um, but also with the running back room, we have to address Trey Benson and Travis Dye, both entering the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. You know, I I think it really sucks we lost
3: Benson, but at the same time, it's not that surprising.
2: It's say. it's what's best for him. I mean, he's very good, but just seeing, like, you could just tell off watching the two, Byron Cardwell's better. Byron yeah. Cardwell's going to be a great running back for Oregon.
3: B- Before Cardwell committed, and we had Benson, and then uh, McGee was uh, – Committed. I thought McGee and Benson were going to be the two guys right after Verdell and
2: Die but same, same.
0: I, I need to see more Benson I have to see him play more to to have a full opinion on him but um I know he was injured he like what broke his leg or something he was gone for that like, I know a season, I know so. he
3: I'm pretty sure he was injured and uh Dollars had got injured uh, yeah during so, spring camp Benson I played this know- year, though.
2: he had a touchdown yeah, mm-hmm. yeah he did I do play. Remember that, yeah. He just he was just
3: buried behind guys. I think he was like the thir- fourth He didn't he didn't or play or enough. He didn't play enough yeah. to yeah.
0: meet to have to have an opinion on him. That's true. But um, I know he was good friends with Robbie Ashford, who also entered the transfer portal so that probably made it a little more comfortable after he left to enter it himself. So I mean so, they um, could potentially be going to play with
3: each other wherever they go. I mean Robbie I want to see, Ashford...
0: ra- see Robbie go to Florida State. That's what I, I really want to see there. He wants I don't, to go I don't to think he goes like a...
3: Florida State just because they got that flashy uh, IMG quarterback, uh, A.J. Duffy, who's going to be oh. a monster.
2: He's going to be great, but I think he wants to go to a place where he can play baseball, too, because he, he plays baseball for Oregon. And he's yeah, very he did, good at but I think,
0: I, think he's dropped, I think he dropped baseball at one point just to focus solely on football.
2: Okay, I like that.
0: Yeah, so he, he's, he's all in for football. But, that's good. Um, I just, as long as he goes somewhere that he can get he can get playing time. That's that's all I want. That's I think, I want think one place he could
3: go potentially and uh, get playing time, and I think it depends on if uh that USC quarterback Jackson Dart goes there and on his uh old yeah. men you know.
0: Actually about USC, man, they who, They just got Mario Williams, so they're probably gonna get uh Caleb so they get Caleb Williams. I mean it's a lock for sure. they but- at first, I was like, USC is going to need a couple of years to develop, but now they might go, they might, they'll probably go to the playoff this year, in my opinion. I don't and, know. I don't know. You got to think, yeah.
3: uh, you could, same could potentially be said about Oregon, right? But both of us have no basically cleared out, uh, coaching staffs. I mean,
2: yeah, and you they, know that the Pac 12 is going to be eating each other alive, like always. True, the playoffs going to be tough for USC. They're probably going to have to open up with Notre Dame this – do they play Notre Dame this year?
0: They always do. I'm curious to see what their uh, schedule. But, yeah, USC, man, I see them going to the playoff this year, in my opinion.
2: That's a good – I, I, I like, like that take.
0: Yeah. Um, but I I think we have a good chance, too. You know, I, yeah. I, I without coaching staff and – uh, if Bo I mean, Nix, really, even... Bo Nicks is the make or break, in my opinion, if Bo Nix is good, I see ourselves making the playoffs.
3: But if Bo yeah.
0: Nix is a, uh,
3: an, an Anthony Brown where, I mean, he has some good games, but he also plays very shaky at times. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're in the playoffs.
0: I also, I think we need Liddell. If we don't have Liddell, we're not making it. Liddell's going to be huge. huge. Yes. Yeah. He's, I mean, I maybe mean, we can, I like to say he's solely one us that, uh, Ohio State game on. Offense. I mean, you got to
2: think
3: he had what 250 total yards of offense that game or something. Three like
0: touchdowns. That. Yeah.
2: He was huge and he was catching the ball out of the backfield on third and long. Well, third and longs. Anthony Brown played perfect that Ohio State game. Perfect football. He played great
3: that game. He played great in that Colorado game. Um, but then you got to look at games against Washington where he just.
0: That pig. Oh my. Yeah
2: that yeah. the Utah the I mean, championship picks he was throwing just right to the dudes. Yeah. And these dudes I are mean, good. Like Devin Lloyd and Nefai Swell are good linebackers. But he was just throwing the ball right at these guys. They I mean, and you got to gotta think for that the ball.
3: pick. There was, what, 40 seconds left in the half. And he could just take – spin out I mean, of bounds. Oh, that one pick was
2: ridiculous. Yeah. That but was Allen awful. Was trying
3: to do something. I mean, that's one of those – he's just trying
0: to do too
2: much. He tried once. to Joe Burrow.
0: Yeah. He did the okay. Jordan logo and the uh at like that uh right before halftime in the Utah game, he like jumped up and threw a terrible pick. Was,
3: yeah, that's what I was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Where he could he could just been out of out of bounds and we could have just But that's
0: also Crystal's fault. Crystal shouldn't we should have just kneeled it. We shouldn't yeah. have especially with an offense, it's so it was so shaky and inconsistent. You don't Eating, um, I think I think it would have been better
3: to right early games. We got Anthony Brown going a little more throwing the ball downfield. I feel like Moorhead just yeah. never really gave him a chance to. No, I think a true quarterback and let him spread the whole field out and throw
0: the ball downfield. I used to think it was Moorhead, but now that I think about it, I think it was Cristobal.
3: I think it was Cristobal because limiting we had Morehead the same team.
0: thing with Justin Herbert, and I know Anthony Brown was good, was really close with Moorhead, so. Yeah. Especially, and even when we didn't have Cristobal for the Oklahoma game, and it was just Moorhead, the second half, we got to see Anthony Brown actually go deep. Yeah, I think if we if we had that for
3: a lot more of those games, and we didn't have this like compressed down, run the football, and throw three yard passes, we could have won a lot of those games,
2: and we would have been more dangerous to other teams, like knowing that we had a deep ball threat. I mean, our receiving room was loaded this year. I don't understand how. Crystal Ball got any of these receivers to commit here to just exactly to just run block the whole season.
0: I, exactly, the
2: big guy that recruited him. I think he lies back. to
0: them because that's what I remember when Michael left. His dad commented or tweeted or whatever, and he was like, "He was been lied to multiple times and all this stuff." Well, with
2: that, I think something happened that we don't know about because out of nowhere, when we're 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 still in the playoff, all we need to do is beat Utah twice, yeah. and yeah, out of nowhere. M- Micah Pittman transfers, and Johnny Johnson and Jalen Red are now out for the season. That was sus.
0: Yeah, that definitely was. That definitely was. And um,
2: before we move on, I w- just want to say Auburn football is turning their attention strictly to Robbie Ashford.
3: Oh wow, are they really?
2: Yeah, they were on Caleb, but now looking like he's going to USC. They're strictly onto Robbie Ashford, and if I'm Robbie, if a team like Auburn is strictly onto you, I'd go there.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean they yeah. got they got Jason Jones and DJ James. Might as well get um get a lobby too. Yeah, I mean
3: <laughs> they're taking
0: Oregon. But I think I definitely, mean,
3: Robbie is from Alabama, so I could see him going back to Auburn true. going back home and playing for them. Mm-hmm.
0: True. Especially but, with um, Bonix coming here. Exactly. I think but I also think um to add on what we just said, I think if we had that second half of the Oklahoma game and we like call plays like that, all the way back against like Fresno State and them, we would have actually had a good passing game.
3: We we we'd be we would have beat Fresno State by twenty plus, not beat them by seven. I mean, they weren't a horrible team, but
0: Our offense would have been they, so much better.
3: Ta- talent wise. We had way more talent than they did.
2: Way more talent, but in reality, their quarterback was better than Anthony Brown. Their quarterback was ended up being one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Jake Hayner, he was yeah. great this year. He was great his whole career at Fresno State. I think he's in the transfer portal now. Uh, no, Ray he really back, actually he ended, back, he ended up going
3: back. Oh, back to Fresno State. Uh, people yeah. said he was gonna go with uh, the board of Washington, but uh he ended up uh, going back to Fresno State. And uh, Washington, That's it sounds cool. like they're running with that uh, flashy five star from the twenty 2020 twenty class, twenty twenty one class. Yeah, what about Dylan Moore? He's gone. Man, man's terrible at his job. I'm just, no, I'm gonna be straight up. He's not nah, no.
2: He was brutal against us. Yeah, he was.
0: But, Yeah. Um, okay, we got. Um, Travis die entering the transfer portal. Have we talked about that already. Uh, we touched base on it slightly, yeah. but we should be
2: talking about that more. That's a huge deal.
3: That's that's uh, a big loss for us. I mean, I I think now with uh die transfer portal, if he doesn't come back, I think Verdell's staying. Yeah, I agree. I think I think Verdell's just gonna kind of wait and see what Travis does, and then.
0: It's been way too long for for Riddell to not uh, declare for the draft. I think yeah. he would have done it a long and time. And they
3: have till what? What is it, February?
0: Fourth, uh, I think something like something that. Something like
3: that. It's early February. It's in the first two weeks of February. I know that much. And look, like
2: if I'm correct, Travis Dye led the Pac-12 in all-purpose yards this year, right? Yes, he did. Yeah. This yeah. guy's a this guy's a good running back. He might not be a full-on starting running back, but he'd go to any college in the country. And be a tool for their offense.
3: I think most most colleges he can go and be a be a top running back. Yeah, be the top a top running tool. back in
2: that running back room. He could be an insert guy in the NFL. Like he's he has some tricks up his sleeve. You
3: yeah, know, I mean, cool. not only can he not only can he just get the ball in his hand and just run through you, he can catch the ball in the backfield. It's just. Very versatile. I mean, knew it all.
2: Gus Johnson says is the best. When Travis die is even, he's leaving.
0: And it's facts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we also have DJ Johnson uh, officially announcing that he's returning back in 2022. That's huge for us. I mean, yeah, this man. guy was a
2: five-star prospect when he um, signed with Miami, transfers over to Oregon. In the Ohio State game, he made the game-winning catch, and then we had to punt the ball back with twenty-seven seconds left, and then he made the game-winning sack. Get two-way player, DJ Johnson.
0: Yeah. Next. I think he had, what, 100 offers, right, in high school?
2: Uh, most offers of all time.
0: Yeah. yeah. He was insane.
3: Yeah, I saw something on TikTok about that, and yeah, he had, like, 102 offers or
2: something like that. Most offers any high school – um, prospect in college football in football has ever had, yeah. and he this guy's like he might not be in every down defensive lineman, but he gets after the quarterback. So, he could be
3: one of those guys that comes in, you know, first second down rotation,
2: third down. Like that's when he goes to get to the quarterback. That's when they put him in against Ohio yeah, State, I mean, and you go and get the quarterback. You no, know, I, I mean we have a lot of player stuff up in the Ohio State game. Uh, Doorless.
3: Oh, we had that oh I can't I can't pronounce his name. Uh that yeah. one tight end. Oh Spencer not Ferguson. No. Um oh. Mateo. Mateo. Yeah, Matavo, yeah. Uh, the the freshman yeah, caught yeah. he caught that. Yeah,
2: I mean down. he had
0: yeah a um, couple yeah. nice
2: plays. All our tight ends were used that game.
0: Yeah, no, when I watched that Ohio State game again, we gave Ohio State so many chances to come back. And they just we never we really come, did, never. and I mean,
3: we couldn't the stop only, that
2: passing attack. I mean, we Garrett could, Wilson. No one in the country boat. can stop that passing. That's attack. That's true. I mean, the only touchdown they scored in the first half was because Michael Wright and Jordan Happel were looking at their yes, back. yes.
0: Yeah, yes. I think that's,
2: that's the only th- touchdown they scored in the first half. That w- that was
3: more of uh, Ohio State just going fast, and uh, yeah. the Reader just didn't have it ready. Yeah, I mean,
0: no, 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 that's a, that's something I want to touch up on too. I think. We need to run tempo like those teams do. Like yeah. Ohio State and like Alabama, all those teams, they run tempo. And it we gives them the momentum. The
2: tempo.
3: <laughs> and I mean, we we have – I'm not saying we have Ohio State level wide receivers, but, I mean, a couple of our top guys, I mean, Troy Franklin was with a five-star coming out of high school, number what, three wide receiver. Chris Hudson was highly touted coming in. From St. John Bosco, um, yeah, Thurt was an elite receiver out in Maryland.
0: Yeah, no, they not they might not be as good as Ohio State's receivers, but they have as much they have the potential to be as we there. yes, very much so. Ohio State
2: this spring in their receiving room they had Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, Jamison Williams, Julian Fleming, and Jackson Smith and Jigma. As well as uh, that's uh, insane.
3: Oh, I shouldn't
0: think his name,
3: Emeka. Oh, Marvin Harrison, yeah, and and Emeka Abuka. What
0: was was Smith and Jigba's uh stats from that uh, those ball? Uh, he had like 15
2: receptions, three touchdowns, 411 yards, I think, (laughs) something like that.
0: That's insane. I mean,
2: (laughs) he he tore us apart. I mean. They're going to have two receivers go in the top 20, Olave and Wilson. And, and, and Jigba, Smith out-recept, outrecepted them both this year. Yards, receptions, and touchdowns.
0: Yeah, thanks. Okay. Um, I think now let's move on to basketball. Yeah. Got t- two big wins this week. UCLA and USC. Man, those are huge.
2: Yeah, it's, it's been a great couple days for the Ducks. A couple days for the Ducks. Thursday night going into Poly Pavilion, taking out who I think is the hands-down best team in the country in UCLA, and then following that up a, two days later, just going a couple miles down the road and beating USC, b- blowing out USC, controlling the game, the entire game.
0: Entire time, yeah.
2: yeah. Great days. Great couple last days for Oregon Ducks-Mens, putting us back in consideration for the tournament. Matt Preem just tweeted before a couple hours ago that we were 91 in net before Thursday night's game. We jumped all the way up to 54, which is the biggest jump he's ever seen.
3: Yeah. I mean, uh, you you have seen him.
2: Oh, my God. He was lights out.
3: Yeah. I mean, he was the best three-point shooter.
2: 28 points. He was the best three-point shooter in the Pac-12 last year. Started out through shooting the ball shaky this year. I think he was under thirty yeah. percent. But I mean, but I mean, these night, last
3: two weeks I and mean, or not weeks, but last two games, uh, he's really shown that he has the best. He three was fucking insane yesterday. Yeah, I mean, he didn't play bad in the UCLA game.
2: He didn't play bad. Like
0: our once big he got player overtime, in the UCLA
3: game was uh, Jacob Young. I mean,
2: Jacob Young, man, played. this guy. He's been everywhere. He's uh, back at Texas. Then he was at Rutgers. Coming in, I thought he was going to be our hands-down go-to scorer. Started the season off shaky, missing some wide-open layups and stuff. But against UCLA, Jacob Young was a problem. What did he have, 23, 25 points?
0: 23 points.
2: He was hooping, hitting jump shots, step-back jump shots, crossing people up into a jump shot. Like, I've never seen a play like that. And if he continues to play like that, we're gonna be a team to be,
0: no, to be this, reckoned with in the Pac-12. Yeah, this this team complements each other so well. Jacob Young, one of the best. He can drive to the basket so good. So uh, and he's
2: quick. The way he go drives to the
0: basket. Super yeah, super quick. And we have Will who can shoot the hell out of it. And we also got Devion who kind of does it all. We have, and then we got obviously Dante in the paint. Really, I think he's getting he's getting a lot more coordinated in my opinion. Um, so yeah, I saw him is. shoot a, a fade away yesterday which is, I've never seen Napoli Dante do that before, you know I think he's just, he's moving a lot better, I think his leg, I think he's just starting to get better, and I think this team can be really good this year, I think we can be really good
3: and I mean yeah, you know I mean, it kind of goes every year you know, we always, it seems like we always start out kind of shaky and then uh, we have a bump where we could pick it up and then from there
2: we're <laughs> yeah, it's of- Dana Altman effect. Dana yeah, Altman exactly. is the best coach in college basketball. Amen. When it comes to February, after I guess we're starting a little early this year. We're, we're in mid-January, but you knew that this was going to happen with the Dana Altman team. We get better as the season goes on. Like this is the biggest team we ever had. We have two seven-footers yeah. on the court at all times, most of the time. And Ketnong was showed last year in the tournament that he can be an impact in a basketball game, if Benfali Dante can really shape himself into the five-star he was coming in, be more controlling and possessive with the ball when he's in the paint, using his feet more, like he has been the last two games, he's sealing people off now, he's finishing at the rim, he's getting rebounds, like Ketnung has always had more energy than Dante, but Dante's definitely more talented.
0: Yeah, Dante can move really well for being like 7 foot and I don't know how much he weighs, but he moves really well.
2: And with and, the knee injuries. Um,
0: yeah, and yeah, with that huge um what is that? That huge thing on his leg. He um, tore his ACL last year. Yeah, I so know
3: he got injured. I couldn't remember exactly what it was, but
0: this team, man, they complement each other really well. And Dana, obviously, one of the greatest coaches in college basketball right now, in my opinion. I mean, and, uh, uh,
3: going back to how UCLA win, uh, Dana, that was his 700th win, and he's only what the I believe the 11th coach or something like that to do it. It's a very, uh,
2: very little list. Yeah, it's Ish. a very
0: short list, and he uh, yeah, has the most wins in Oregon history, and Clayton, I think. Yeah, he's up there with the
2: Blue buds, He's up there with Bill Self. Your John Calipari's, your yeah. Coach Case. he's one of the greatest coaches in college basketball right now.
0: And yeah, I think um, another thing to also say is that uh, I think Will Richardson said after the Civil War game, they just they kind of just started playing as as teammates more, and um, yeah, they didn't did. care about yeah, who's playing and who's not. Yeah, they just stopped caring about playing time stuff like that, and now they're just playing like as a team, and it's really showing, like two top five upsets yeah like, and i mean i'm lo- I'm looking at the schedule a little bit you
3: know farther down and uh you know we beat you ucla and usc and i mean february we kind of have that same thing going and a little more spread out but i mean february 19th we play arizona then the 24th we go play uh ucla and uh the twenty sixth, we play USC. So I mean, we have a tough stretch coming. That's
2: an insane, insane stretch. Yeah, it really is. I mean, at least, but we're gonna be having UCLA and USC at home. We already have wins over those guys. Yeah. Unfortunately, we only go to Arizona this year. Uh, they've been good. Arizona. They really
3: have. I mean, they've not been a bad. That'll team be a tough one. The Pac twelve. I mean, but I, I think really if we can play 16? like we did against USC and UCLA against Arizona, I think we can beat them.
2: We yeah, I think we can and beat anybody in the country when we're playing at our best.
3: I I think the game that really showed that uh, the potential with this team is that Baylor game. I mean Baylor exactly. they they're very good. Won the tournament last year. we were
2: with we were in with them the whole game. We we
3: only lost that game by 8, and, I mean
0: we were leading the game. The yeah, I know we blew time. that
2: game, yeah. We won five straight games. I mean, this could be the turnaround Oregon basketball needs. Six losses right now. I mean, you see teams win national championships with ten losses, so I'm not worried right now. I just think we need to keep on winning games. We need to keep our foot on the gas pedal if we want that our at-large bid. I don't want to come around early March, this Pac-12 tournament, fighting for our season.
0: Yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, this basketball team's really coming around. I think just. I think as a fan base, we needed those two wins. Because everyone is so shaky on a, on the basketball program. I think – I just have a and fan base. We needed Especially
2: those with everything that's happened with Oregon. Like losing to Utah in those games. Crystal yeah. ball leaving. Oregon basketball starting off bad. Like we really needed this. These yeah, last I mean, we, started, we
3: started off terrible. I mean, I mean, like we got embarrassed by BYU.
2: That, that one weekend – the start of the season, we got embarrassed by BYU. We basically we got embarrassed by shut Houston. down by St. Mary's, embarrassed by Houston. Yeah. Awful weekend.
0: And BYU was in Portland, too. Yeah. That was bad. But, and um, then those yeah. back-to-back
2: losses to start off Pac-12 player are definitely going to hurt Arizona State and Stanford. I mean, yeah, Stanford I feel like if we played game, them now, we would be blowing those I mean, teams out. I mean, we got to
3: think yeah, Arizona. We only lost by two in that game against Arizona State. So yeah. I mean, it was a very close game, and then uh Stanford we only lost by three. So it's one of those you just go in, you fix your mistakes, and you beat them next time. Yeah, like
2: the Arizona State game, we couldn't score. Our leading score was Frank with seventeen points. Yeah. And the second high score was Sorez with eleven.
3: Yeah, and then I'm
0: looking at the uh, Stanford game. Where's the Stanford game? But um, yeah, the. uh The past couple days as an Oregon fan have been pretty crazy. We had those two upsets in the men's basketball. We had women's basketball just beating number seven, Arizona, in overtime. Yeah, and then Um, wasn't it Stanford's coach that flipped
3: off our bench?
0: Arizona. Arizona, Arizona's coach. The head coach flipped off the the bench in Kelly Graves and then gave this like weak tweet. Yeah. Yeah, But she's she's known for that. She's known. I think she's. Yeah, Yeah, she's.
2: She's known for that. Adea Barnes has always been, like, a uh, sparky type of girl. She During the NCAA tournament last year, she had a scandal because she was upset at the other team, too.
0: Yeah, that's that's too bad. But um, to go along with that, the track and field team had 11 event wins uh, out of the 12 events to open the season. And the men's tennis team just went 2-0. and I mean the. I think the women's tennis team just won too. Like, oh, and the hockey team beat UCLA. It's, it's been a great couple of days for Oregon. Honestly. Yeah, the women's team just beat Portland State. I mean, it's it's a good it's a good time to be a Duck fan.
2: Even though the women's team has been shaky, like the men's team, we have the talent to be a good tournament team.
0: And exactly. I mean, you,
3: you think? only what two. Two years ago, I mean, we were the clear best team when we had Inescu, and then so yeah, that was so
2: unfortunate that year.
3: No
0: tournament team, yeah. That team was was ridiculous. I mean,
3: that was the COVID year, so we
0: they beat the USA team. I mean, you can't you can't ask for more. Yeah. Yeah, Um, I mean that. I went to the UConn Oregon
2: game at UConn, and we blew them out. I was for sure – I thought we were going to cakewalk through March Madness that year, women's-wise.
0: Oh, man. What could have been – that would have been crazy. But, yeah. Didn't we have the top
2: three picks that year? Yeah. All on our team? Uh... Oh, God. Or top four. I think we had three of the top four.
0: Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Luthi, Sabaly, and Sabrina. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But, yeah, women's team – um they just they played okay so they since we didn't cover it last week they played stanford on the seventh lost by 12 at stanford it was a lot closer than i expected stanford being the number two team at the time um took them to a close game it was closer than the score looks in my opinion then we had this arizona game and beat them in overtime really close game and, yeah, with the game-winner, crazy game, crazy game. Tahina-Pow-Pow points. Um, this team, this team's actually healthy again, and now that they're healthy, they just get some chemistry, and they're going to be set, in my opinion. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I agree. We, we've played some tough competition to start off the year. We had to play South Carolina. We, we to play, play UConn tomorrow. tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, we play UConn tomorrow. Where is that game at? Is that It's at home. Night?
0: It's at home, yeah. For Martin Luther King Day, we play UConn at home. At the perfect time. That when We just upset number seven, Arizona. It's a perfect time. Really excited for that. I think Paige is also going to be healthy for UConn. I'm not, I'm not too sure about that, but I think she is.
2: She's back for that game? Wow.
0: I think she might be. I'm not sure. But, um... Yeah, I'm, I think this women's team can be really good.
2: I think it can too. Pow Pow is a great point guard. Sedona Prince is a Sedona Prince is a problem down low. Sabali's sister has been very good for us. Sydney Parrish is finally coming around. When she came here as a five star, she really wasn't good last year, but she's actually she got the game winning shot last night. Like that shows something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, to add on to that, I think Savoli is the most underrated player on this team, like yeah. no doubt. Savoli is so good. I mean, she's she's been injured a lot, but like, I think the first game back against was against Stanford, and she had nineteen points. Like, she's she's really good. Yeah, and, she's um,
2: definitely our best scorer. She's the most controlled girl down low with the ball. And she knows how to do post
0: moves. Exactly. Um, Obviously, Sedona's good too. I mean, the team has talent. Maddie, she definitely has gotten a lot better, in my opinion. Last year, she has got better. Sydney, she's getting there, but um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm excited for that team. But also to go with that, um, to the track and field thing, Michael Williams true sophomore, runs a 6.48 second 60 meter in the season opener. I mean, watch that video. He's just flying.
2: Yeah. Michael Williams is ridiculous. He's probably my favorite Oregon track and field athlete of all time. For the last, like, two, three years, he's been on top of the game, and he's just flexing his muscles and showing that the other day.
0: Yeah. Setting
2: another school record.
0: Mike is a god. He's been following me for a good amount too. I'm gonna try to get him on the podcast. Well that'd like that would yeah, be great. Yeah. Six four eight in the sixty. I'm like, that's insane. He it, it's so yeah. Before that he had the school method, but now he just lowered his own method for the school. So. <laughs> and it's the a, he's a sophomore in effects. the season opener. It's yeah, crazy. Insane. He's insane. But um yeah. Uh, also, we have Junior Siavi, I think that's how you say his name. He was a former Duck and uh, also played in the NFL. And the defensive tackle ends up dying at 43, and I think in jail too. Yeah,
2: was that was prison. sad. Go ahead. The Kansas City Star reported Junior Siavi died at the age of 43. Wow. He was waiting trial on multiple charges. But then he was found unresponsible in his cell at 2.35 p.m. in the U.S. Penitentiary at Leavenworth. That's so sad, man. Former Kansas City Chief defensive tackle as well.
0: Yeah. That is up to to his family.
2: These tragedies have to stop, especially at Oregon. What happened with the um, middle linebacker a couple years ago, that stuff's just so sad.
0: Yeah, for real. Um, Like I said, the hockey team won. uh, I think actually formerly that Chris I think he just had another kid.
2: He did. He did have another kid. He he was out for a couple games. I saw him talk about having a kid. He was just like, it's the best feeling in the world. There is no chance that I would ever play a basketball game when my wife is having – my kid and it's the most important and his kids are the most important things in his life basically
0: yeah which i, I think love twice
2: man i love duarte chris duarte
0: one of the most underrated oligan basketball players of all time in my opinion easily this guy
2: could shoot at a high level probably one of the best perimeter defenders we've ever had got steals all the time active hands and he could take the ball to the rack he could dunk on people if he wanted to had some great dunks last year. That that dunk against UCLA, and
0: he was hitting step was back threes against too. Iowa. Very he was hitting t- twenty every single game. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. Oh, I know what we have. I have to. Uh, I got some questions from the fans, or from my followers. So uh, yeah, I think we'll end it off with um, some questions, maybe some yeah. uh, like some hot takes. If you guys have any. Okay, okay. And yeah, okay. Um first well, question, we have thoughts on Travis Dye's situation. It's
3: unfortunate uh you know I but at the same time we have a great group of running backs right now, a bunch of young guys um with potential for Verdell to come back and Dye didn't rule out not coming back to Oregon, so I think we're still very much a player to have him come back. so
2: Definitely. We'd all be down for Travis Dye to return. If he doesn't, we wish what's best for him, because he's gave so much to Oregon throughout his career. His whole family has. Troy Dye, the great Oregon middle linebacker. But it is tough to see him go, but like Alex said, it's the Oregon Duck running back room, and it's loaded, and we always reload
0: it. Exactly. Running back, so um, I would say... Uh, they're kind of replaceable at the college football level.
3: Very and, much in the uh, NFL, you could say that. I mean, most replaceable yeah. position in football.
0: Obviously, Travis Dye. I mean, that guy, he was very good for us, very consistent. Probably the best player on offense the whole year. I, th-
3: I think he was probably the best player on the team the whole year, yeah, honestly. But, yeah. I mean, oh, I, him, I, I him like and no Verone McKinley.
2: Him and Vron McKinley were probably our two best.
3: Yeah, players. I mean,
0: stool. No I mean,
3: stool. I mean, last year, this year, last year, he's
0: been – He's been there. So consistent. Mm. And, um, okay, uh, next question. Thoughts on the running back situation and moving forward?
2: Thoughts on the running back situation and moving forward? I mean, like we just addressed, Di enters the portal. Jordan James, this four-star who's currently committed to UGA, who's an Oregon-type running back. We all think that he's probably gonna end up in Eugene. Then come next, he was just on a visit. What was it, Friday or
3: yesterday? I know he was just on a visit one of these last two days. And uh, I mean, we had a couple twenty twenty three guys come in. Yeah,
0: we had another Georgia commit. I think wide receiver who um, is starting to show interest in Oregon too, right? um possibly. I don't. I don't. I know. saw duckswag post something about that.
3: Um. You know, keep going with the running back recruiting. Uh, You know, 2023, there's a USC running back commit. Uh, He's on a visit currently in Oregon. So that could also be something. But at the same time, the 2023 guys aren't going to have much effect on die. I think it's more uh, that Georgia running back.
2: Yeah, I think it's a Georgia running back. But, like, talking about Oregon running back future – we're going to have guys to commit just because we're Oregon. We're a premier school. Byron Cardwell showed how he can be, how he could possibly be one of the best running backs in the country, maybe even starting next year. And he's young. So yeah. th- I would say he's our most bright spot right now, future-wise, Byron I, Cardwell.
3: Yeah, I think in there, I mean, it's just. Uh, I yeah. think if we're I think it, it might be a tough year running back wise if we lose both Dye and Verdell, but at the same time, Cardwell has shown in the games that he can easily be the top running back.
0: Yeah, I see yeah, a lot of people and Cardwell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think
3: Verdell and Cardwell is a 1 2. Like, that can. That could and be I some. think
2: out of dying Verdell right now, Verdell pending on his draft status and Dye in the portal, I think we'll end up with one of them at least, yes. honestly.
3: And I mean, die, he, he, could, he could either stay in the portal, go somewhere else, come back to Oregon, or even
2: draft. I mean, yeah. Like I said, he could be a utility guy. He could be like a Darren Sproles. Or, like, a, I think that's a perfect comparison. as or like a close. Cohen on the Bears, yeah, like insert guys who can return punts, catch the ball out of the backfield on third down, give draws to. He's that type of running back, Travis. Dye,
0: yeah, Travis. Travis, very good running back. I mean, he was really humble. Um, kind of just puts his head down and just goes to work, man. Like, yeah, he's good. Next question, but yeah,
2: right now. We don't in 2022 and 2023, we don't even have a running back committed, which is a concern. Oh, Definitely.
3: Maybe not 2022 as much, but I see I 2023. That's when that could become a bigger concern.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Next question Who's the player you're most excited about next season for Olden football? You want to go first, Alec? I, I think, think. Who's the player most excited about next season for uh, football?
3: Um, I have to. Uh, so offense wise, there's there's a couple of guys. Uh, you know, Troy Franklin, Chris Hudson, Bo Nix. They're Hudson, definitely underrated there. Unrelated. Yeah. Uh, Defense wise, Sewell, Swinson.
2: Yeah, me particularly, I would probably say. Next year on defense, I'm most excited to see what Dorless and Swinson can do as the main two guys on the defensive line. And offensively, um, I really want to see what Troy Franklin is going to be able to do
0: next year. You know yeah, I mean? like, I, like I said, the um, second half of that Oklahoma game, we really saw what all those freshman wide receivers can do, and I'm excited to see them this season. Um, and yeah, I think the play I'm most excited about. I think we answered this last episode, but I have to say, Bo Nix. Um, you know, Bo Nix. He's either gonna take us to the he's he can take us to the playoff, or he can take us to a, a six game season. You know, it can it's it's gonna be either or. I don't I have no idea. I mean, Bo Nix is not a bad player in the SEC, and
3: you got to think, defenses in the SEC are are significantly better than defenses in Pac twelve. True. true. I mean you gotta think he's he put up solid numbers his freshman year against Bama. Didn't play against Bama this year with that ankle injury. Yeah I, I I I this was a quarterback, I just I hope Danny Dan Lanning isn't like a Curse Wall and is scared to if I don't that want that top quarterback is playing bad
2: and uh make a move. Yeah mid game. Yeah. I respect it. Like I think that Bone Nix is going to be better than some of the Oregon fans who were mad initially because they want Ty, I think. This guy, he threw a lot of picks last year, but those SEC defensive backs are tough. I mean, his first-ever career game was against us. He didn't look that good, but he made plays when it mattered to beat us that year, and I thought we were a very good team that year. And, I mean, we were an Arizona State loss from the playoff. From the playoff, exactly. Either or, an Auburn, an Auburn loss or an Arizona State loss. Yeah,
3: exactly.
0: Yeah. All right. Next question. Oregon versus UConn women's basketball. Who wins?
2: Hmm. I'm going to have to take UConn, especially if Paige Beckers plays. She's a problem. I think she's the best women's college player in the nation. She might be the best player I've seen since Sabrina. You also have Aubrey Griffin, who was the five-star prospect coming in two years ago, who's finally started to shape up for UConn. Gino Ariema. This year, give me UConn over Oregon, women's-wise. But don't get me wrong. I think Oregon women's team is loaded enough with the talent we have and the coaching staff in Kelly Graves to beat anybody at any given time.
0: Uh, I, I'm, I'm honestly going to have to disagree. I think... Uh we saw it yesterday. The fan base that we had for that Arizona game was crazy. And I think um, just college sports in general, a home, home court advantage. We even saw it with Baylor. You know, the team was not good back then, but we played Baylor at home and we almost beat them. So, um, I obviously, I haven't watched UConn enough to, to really have a Exact opinion, but I'm gonna have to go with us because you know, we have them at home. Our team's starting to come together, coming off an overtime win against the number seven Arizona. I, I like the odds, I think this is a perfect time to play them. The pick crew needs to pop out tomorrow versus UConn. Exactly, the fans, exactly. The, the fans though at the Arizona game were packed. Those photos and those people all the way in the nosebleed it's like it was crazy. Yeah, Alec, you got anything on this or not?
3: I mean, I can't really touch it on the women's team. I don't watch much of them. so.
0: All right, that's all good. Um, favorite hobbies you guys have... Uh, next question is, favorite hobbies you guys have besides watching slash covering sports? I'll go first. I mean, I like
2: hanging out with my friends. I like yeah. spending time with family. I like playing... Sports. I played all three sports in high school. My favorite sport is basketball.
3: Uh, know, being out with friends,
0: you know. Uh, um, having a I, good I've time. Like, you know, I like, um, I recently just got into sports betting a little bit. So I'm uh, trying to definitely get better at that. Um, also, I love uh, watching movies. Movies. Uh, and um, also food. I like living food. Yeah, I like eating food, too. I'm a
2: food guru, I would yeah.
0: say. Same. I actually go with that. I will say um, I like Five Guys better than In-N-Out, and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll die for that take. I you want to know what's crazy? Guys.
2: I've never even had In-N-Out. I'm an East Coast kid.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah.
2: There's no In-N-Out's yeah. in Oregon. There's, like, one, but it's so deep from, like, Portland and Eugene.
0: Yeah.
3: I've never had In and Out, you know.
2: I I've heard
3: it's uh very overrated, I gotta say. It's yeah, California people too.
0: love it, but if you're not from California you have it, you get to like have an actual opinion and like see that it's not that good. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Um who's the best football clue is the next question. Which year? That's... This twenty twenty two? As like this upcoming year.
2: I would so, have to say it's Devin Jackson just because of his versatility at linebacker, his size, and his speed. Devin, Devin
3: Jackson or, uh, oh, what was it, what's the corner? Oh, T- Julio, Julio Tucker. Tucker, yeah.
2: He's very good. <clears throat> both <And> are, <throat> and don't all, both are very don't good players. It. They're both very good players. Like those are our two best recruits, rated wise. And also, don't sleep on Harrison Taggart. This guy's a track runner, and he plays linebacker. And we're gonna have a speedy, speedy linebacker core next year with Taggart, Jackson, and Sewell, who are all speed demons at the position.
3: As well as Flo, I assuming mean, he stays healthy. I mean, Flo that's and been Sewell his will dig.
0: be nasty.
2: Yeah, exactly.
3: And I mean, oh, I mean Keith Brown too. He was injured. Good amount of this year, but oh yeah, forgot about him too. Yeah. And then we had Bass to come down and play linebacker from safety, and I mean he also was fantastic. huge last year,
2: this year.
0: Yeah, I wanted Um, I gotta go with Anthony Jones and devin Jackson. Both had him on the podcast. Both sick interviews and lose, uh, and I see devin Jackson, crazy athlete, but um, Anthony Jones, we got the the Texas flip. I like yeah. him too. I I
3: I don't think anyone saw that flip coming.
0: No, no one did. Just anyway. just
3: like uh, Travis Hunter at Jackson State.
0: Oh my god, that was, yeah, that's that was, that's yeah. history right there. That's yeah. I, um, they got another
2: guy. They got a wide receiver too. I think. Who Kevin was like Coleman. He was
0: he was
3: done. He was done like us USC Miami.
2: And he's good, Kevin Coleman. Yeah. Okay,
0: last question for the episode. We have, what should Oregon basketball be ranked next week in the AP poll?
2: Um, what should Oregon be ranked next week in the AP poll? Unfortunately, even after two huge wins, we're not going to be ranked, and we don't deserve to be ranked yet. That doesn't mean that we're not – right now, if the season ended today, we would be an at-large bid into the tournament based on our net, but we won't be ranked – we wouldn't even be ranked if they ranked 35 teams. We wouldn't even be in the top 35, honestly. Yeah, that, that's a fair point.
3: I, I think we'd have to give us a couple more weeks to really show if we're ready.
0: I don't know, exactly. man. Two top five wins on the road? That's yeah. not. That's, like, damn near impossible to do. That For is
2: real. True. But, I mean, right. six losses, the six losses we've had, I don't think they're going to be able to rank us.
3: With some, with some of them being very embarrassing losses against teams we should be beating.
2: Well, I mean, if you do break it down, like our six losses, BYU, Houston, and Baylor all, are all ranked teams.
3: Yeah. Stanford, no, and Arizona,
2: Stanford and Arizona State are Pac-12 teams. Anybody can beat anybody in any given day in the Pac-12. Yeah. So those these losses, they're weak losses because we're a better team. We're a better team than most of these losses we've took. But
0: yeah. Wait. So who's the who's the last loss to? I
2: don't know. I, I was trying to think. Saint Mary's. Oh, Saint Mary's. Mm. Who I they were ranked. And we played them. I think.
0: I think they're a solid team.
2: Yeah, they're good. They've
0: always um... been good
2: in the West Coast Conference. They're always compete the second best team to compete with Gonzaga.
0: Yeah, actually, to go with that, I think you said you thought UCLA was the best team in the nation. Mm-hmm. I agree. I believe yeah. that strongly. I strongly believe Gonzaga is. I I think Gonzaga. Um, I also got a, a Gonzaga account too, but um, Gonzaga, they've been they out uh, they've been getting like a hundred ten points every game. Like not every game, but these past couple games. Um, they look unstoppable right now, They, in my they
3: opinion. have that uh, one seven footer. Oh, uh, chat, chat, chat. Yeah, Chet,
0: yeah. They, they look better than the team from last year, in my opinion.
2: Last, ah, uh, it's close. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna blow teams out in the West Coast Conference. Who did they lose to to start the season?
0: They lost. They lost to Duke, I think. Oh, they
2: they got blown out by Duke. I think.
0: Wait, wait, wait. Oh no. They have two losses, Gonzaga. Yeah. To um, let's see.
2: They have lost to Duke and they lost to Alabama. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, Alabama was a bad loss.
2: Alabama's good. They have Jelly JQ, um, the Jaden Shacklefield. They're a good team. But anyway, going back to Gonzaga, they score a lot of points right now. They've been scoring a hundred, averaging like hundred and ten. West Coast Conference, in my opinion, but yeah, you're right. Chet Hol- they have two bigs, Chet Holmgreen and Drew Timmy. And Julian Strawweather is playing himself into a lottery pick, and this guy can shoot, but I- UCLA is That whole team is, better is solid. Just because of UCLA's experience, in my opinion. They're, they returned everyone. Peyton Watson off the bench. Um, the other guy, Jalen Clark, who had the game-winning steal off the bench. They're very good, UCLA, make, and I like Mick Cronin.
0: I can agree with that. I just think UCLA is not going to be elite until they have Johnny Duzang shooting a lot of the time. He like doesn't he get that many shots though. up. Yeah, yeah. Which I think he'll step up in the tournament, but like as of right now, I take Gonzaga because yeah. Johnny's not that's shooting a, enough.
2: That's fair. Gonzaga already beat them, so yeah, you can totally make true. that statement. Yeah.
0: But um yeah, we have any uh anything else to say? I think that's about it.
3: Um, trying to think, has there been any big hires on the staff?
0: Oh yeah, that didn't you say that new speed development oh. guy?
3: oh, um, oh uh one of the big hires, I don't think he has went over it. Um but it is uh LaPoy coming over. Tosh LaPoy, our yeah. new defensive coordinator.
2: That was huge, Laporte. Yeah. Like it was speculating that it was gonna happen. I was really worried because it took a while to get the deal done, but it's done. Yeah, and I, I mean, think that's a huge pickup for Oregon. Honestly, yeah, I and mean,
3: look, looking at uh, spots he's coached. I mean, Cal, Washington, Bama. Had spent a little time in the NFL with the Browns, Falcons, and Jags.
2: He was on Urban Meyer's staff this year, right? Yep, he was. That was a mess what happened with Urban Meyer, but I heard Tasha Lapoy, the players actually liked him.
3: Yeah. And I mean some of some of the guys he sent and in, put into the NFL, you know, that he's coached up, uh Jonathan Allen, Ruben Foster, Minka, Daron Payne, Deron Rashawn Payne. Evans.
2: Yeah, that's real crazy. It's it's the Alabama factor, but it's also the coaching. The experience – if you're telling me we're getting a coach who's worked under Saban at Bama, I'm all for it, honestly. I mean, yeah.
3: the... Lanning coached under Smart and Saban, so yeah. I'm, I'm very excited for that. But... I'm very excited for Dan Lanning. I think it was a great hire. A little, An unproven hire, but I think ha- has boomer bust potential.
2: Who did you guys want? I a coach.
0: I didn't really I wanted want Chip Kelly to be honest. See, I wanted Chip to come
3: back. I just, I was, I didn't know how well he did. I was, I was gonna I'm... be mad if
0: we went in the Wilcox direction.
2: That's, that's what all I... the old heads wanted.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what, that's why they wrote that letter. I mean, and the thing got leaked. That was crazy.
2: Yeah, that was crazy, honestly.
0: Yeah, I think it was mainly just Joey Harrington, though. And, and then like, I didn't really own up to it as much as I wanted him to. Yeah. But yeah, I wanted I wanted Chip Kelly. I wanted his offense. But now that we have Lanning and all the like hires we got Leploy and all of them, yeah. I I'm fine with this. I'm really fine with it. I think we can make the playoff this year. I think the uh, potential's have been the highest this it's ever been in Oregon football history in my opinion. I mean as far as far as
3: the uh, staff hires, I mean Dillingham has he called plays before? Because I know he, I don't know if he called plays at Florida State or if it was Norvell.
2: I think he was at Memphis with Norvell before he came over. Yeah, but
3: Norvell's an offensive coach, and I'm pretty sure Norvell called the plays. And then he was at plays, Auburn right? with Bo Nix. Yeah,
2: that's that's one of the reasons I think Nix came because yeah. of him. I like the way yeah. that Lannick put together the staff. He kind of, he didn't stick in one direction. He grabbed pieces all over the place. I, I like the he- power higher.
0: <clears throat> I love NFL experience. If anyone has like Lapoy in them, I, that's yeah. Okay, that's so
2: I was just
3: curious to see uh, if he had. But uh, Dilliam will take over the play calling duties at Oregon. So, you know, Florida State. But Norville had a larger role in the scheme hmm True.
2: So it's gonna uh, be better than Crystal Ball. Like we all know Crystal Ball was the elite recruiting coach, but he, there was questions about his in game coaching. He never really proved anything in game never... to anyone in Oregon. Yeah. He had a he had a problem
3: with uh you using his timeouts to the fullest.
0: hmm. Yeah, Crystal Ball's in game coaching was really bad.
3: It was really iffy, yeah.
0: I think losing him, uh, just like losing him, gave us more potential.
3: Yeah, I th- I think uh,
0: I think yeah. he had a buzz that like we could only get to the Pac-12 championship and make like a Rose Bowl game at best, and nothing more than that, in my opinion. I don't think yeah. we were, ever would have gone above that, never, because his play yeah. calling was just terrible. Yeah, I mean, his his offensive scheme he, was, he's was bad. The
3: scheme down, yeah.
2: I feel like the Ohio State glorified him more than it should have, just because yeah. was a perfect. Game that was just on CJ bill. Mm-hmm.
0: That was but just CJ, was and great. the defense too. This defense stepped yeah. up. Um,
3: you know, losing Chris Ball, I feel like that is. I feel like that is uh, more of a win than a loss.
0: Exactly. exactly. It
3: sucks losing his recruiting, but yeah. the guys that we've hired and how well they can recruit. I mean, yeah, planning.
2: And LaPoy. They can recruit. Dan Landing put together that Georgia defense. Guys like Nkobe D, Keele Ringo, Jordan Davis. Like, these guys are monsters. It's yeah. weird how the only news you heard, though, is coming from Georgia commits who played offense. But I think down the road, this winter and early spring, we could be landing some Georgia defenders. Yeah.
3: I'm surprised we didn't get the uh, Georgia corner that entered the transfer portal. I was really surprised by that. Um, I don't remember his name. You know, I I hear people are there's they're saying like, oh, it's Kirby Smart's defense and all this, but Kirby isn't the one that's out there calling the plays.
1: No.
0: Yeah. Um. I think that about does it. I'm really excited yeah. with this episode, honestly. I think yeah. we did. I think we did really good. Yeah. Um. You know, in this, we'll also have the Devin Jackson interview. It didn't go as well as I would have thought, but um, I'll I'll have Jack and Alec next time. So um, yeah, really really excited for this future. Um, yeah. yeah. Thanks yeah. for coming on, guys. Oh. fun opportunity. opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. All right. Me too. See you guys next yeah. week. All right, yeah. And uh, yeah, you guys have got anything left to say? Um, I'm out of things. Yeah, same.
3: I'm all burnt out. I mean, we, we went over the big things, you know, the basketball wins, uh, players entering the portal for us.
0: Yeah, I think it was a good episode. Yeah. Great and...
2: week for Oregon sports in general. So it was a fun time. Yes,
0: yeah, facts. All right. See you guys next week. And yeah, I'll boys in peace.